clap of praise. Amen. We want to welcome everyone to the house of the Lord. Thank the Lord all of the snow is gone, melted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, I think I may have offended some people the other day. I made a post on Facebook. I says, uh, if I uh, made a prayer request uh, for some snow in Tennessee, how many people would uh, put on there praying? Uh, <laughs> I think everybody's had their fill of it, <laughs> but it's good to see everybody here today, and uh, some of you back that's uh, not been here. We, uh, of course, none of us was here last week. The uh, parking lot was really in bad shape, and um, I tried salting it down, and it wasn't doing no good. It was so cold, and we didn't want to take a chance on people falling. We've had people fall out there before. Uh, and so, um, but uh, we're we're here today to worship the Lord, and we're glad you are here. We want to welcome you uh, that's watching by means of the live stream today. Uh, appreciate you uh, tuning in. And um, last Sunday uh, was um, the um, a celebration of last Sunday. Is what it's supposed uh, to have been last week. Uh, and uh, but since we didn't uh, uh, wasn't here last week, we are focusing on that today. Uh, if you got a church bulletin, um, we got uh, different things in there uh, about it today, and a special insert that uh, please, if you haven't got a bulletin, get one before you leave, um, because we are going to be um, focusing on that a lot today. Um, let's see, under our birthdays, uh, um, he hadn't got here yet, but I heard he was on his, on, on their way. Uh, Jed Clifton has got a birthday, uh, on today, and we want to wish him a happy birthday. Um, I think that's all of the birthdays, uh, um. Our announcement is today, right after service, we're going to be having our annual outreach meeting. And um, um, Brother Ronnie, he is uh, over our outreach. He's our outreach pastor. And um, uh, we need people uh, to, uh, uh, to be on the outreach team. And this comes up with different things the church does beyond the four walls of this building uh, to try to um, um, get involved with our community and things of that nature. And um, we're going to be meeting, um, and the, the meeting probably won't be you know, really too long, but right after service today. And if you'd like to get involved with outreach and uh, where you can uh, feel like that you're doing something for the Lord and especially the church, uh, stay with us there, and um, uh, you'll get uh, informed about some things that we will be planning to do throughout um, this new year. Of course, our 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 goal and our motto for this year, and we had a bull, uh, a um, um, a banner. Thank you, uh, made and is hanging up in the hallway, reaching more in twenty four. And that's what we want everybody to focus on, reaching more 
in uh, in 24, but uh, right after service. And then also in February, coming up on February the 10th, is the uh, annual Valentine's dinner. And this is one of the few things we do that helps fund the outreach. Uh, you know, like if we have a, um, whatever we have, say a, a block party or whatever, to be able to have money to rent the uh, inflatables and things like that. We, uh, um, we uh, do certain things to uh, raise money, and uh, this is going to be Valentine's dinner again. Turned out really good. The, the tickets for it is on sale now, and uh, uh, we got uh, this right here. One of these is on the welcomes uh, desk out there. You can actually use your phone on this right here and go right online and purchase your tickets. Please um, uh, tell your family and friends about this. Um, we would like to have um, uh, a, a good uh, good showing. And if you do this online, you can set the time that you want to come eat. Um, and, uh, you know, there will be certain time slots uh, uh, available. We do it this way so there won't be a long line of people and everybody trying to rush to eat at the same time. We did it this way last year and it turned out really good. Uh, whatever time that you want to um, uh, pick to uh, to be here, you can do that. It's uh, uh, $15 for adults and $8 for children uh, 12 and under. And so Please um, get involved in this and promote it um, that um, everybody, um, uh, we can get out and, and just have a great time there. Now, again, it's on the 10th of, um, of February. Uh, brother Jed came in here. We already said something once, but this is your birthday, brother. We want to wish you a happy birthday. Right, I believe that's all our announcements. And we'll get to our devotional scripture for today. I've chosen some verses in Proverbs today, chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 16 through 19 uh, for our devotional today. And it reads like this, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. And then he begins to mention what these six things are. Number one on the list is a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift and run into evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Now, maybe we think, have thought in the past, you know, well, is it possible for God to hate? Yes, it is. We have that emotion 
ourself as human beings as um, of hatred. We uh, get that, and uh, uh, God um, has this as well. And he names um, these uh, seven things here. And the reason why that I chose this scripture is the third one on the list. I told you we are going to be recognized Sanctity of Life Sunday today. Hands that shed innocent blood. When I think of all the millions of, uh, of babies that have been slaughtered in this nation since Roe v. Wade began in 1973. Uh, we can look around and wonder, there's a good possibility why we can see uh, judgment of God falling on America in various ways. Because uh, God hates hands that shed innocent blood. And you don't get no more innocent than, than a baby in his mother's womb. You don't. Amen. But uh, I want you to know also that as we talk about this today, we're not dealing just with abortion uh, and talking about that, but it branches out. Uh, and, uh, and, oh, when they was trying to get that passed, they say, oh, no, it won't, it won't branch out, but it has branched out. We're having to deal with euthanasia now, infanticide, amen. I mean, it's, it's bad enough to take a child while the child is still in the mother's womb, but after a child is born, there's been uh, cases to where they would just take the baby and, and leave it on a cold uh, steel table until it dies. That, I mean, that that's happens. I told you last year there's a country in Europe that they have what they call death pods. And people who um, maybe get a, a terminal illness or whatever, or they think they've lived long enough and they're too old and they're not useful, they can actually um, uh, go through this situation. They put them in this pot. I had pictures of it last year. And uh, they uh, just kind of go on to sleep and they leave this world. Let me tell you something, folks. It's God alone who has the power to give or take life. Amen. That's his prerogative, not ours. Amen. And um, uh, I, I seen the Lord showed me many years ago uh, two things that was going to bring the final judgment of God upon this generation. And one of those two things is uh, this right here, uh, abortion. Now, there's a lot of people think, oh, well, Roe v. Wade was overturned and that's not happening no more. Hey, it's still taking place every day. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what our, our legislators has done in the state of Tennessee, but uh, abortion has not been outlawed. And um, these other issues are just as real, infanticide and uh, euthanasia and things of this nature. Uh, <coughs> the Lord gives us life. 
And that's the precious, most precious gift that we receive from him. And before I step down and I turn it over to our praise team, I want to say this. For anybody that may be here or those that's watching online, uh, maybe in your past uh, you may have made some bad choices and you may be involved in some of that stuff. But I want you to know something, that God loves you. He does not hate you. Amen. And you can find peace and forgiveness in him. Amen. It's not an impartable sin. Amen. I just want, I felt like I needed to share that today. Amen. Because Jesus is all about, even though he's all about life, I'm glad he's about forgiveness mercy, and grace. And if you're glad for that, let's worship God as a praise to you.
just worship in the
Let's give him another hand clap of praise. Anybody ever felt like you was in a battle? 
It's a daily thing. I promise you the devil is not going to make anything easy for you. The more you determine to press on for God, the more he's determined to stop you, hinder you. Hallelujah. But it's a battle. But praise God, we have that armor. As Apostle Paul said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. My Lord. But one of these days, I'm going to take that armor off and I'm going to exchange it. Hallelujah. For a robe and a crown. And I think I'm going to be doing like me and other will be doing. We're going to take off that crown and we're going to lay it at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because if I am blessed to make that and receive that robe and crown, he's the one that deserves the crown, not me. Because if I make it there, it's because of him. Glory to the Lamb of God. Woo, my Lord, I thank the Lord for the presence of the Lord that we feel in the house on today. Mighty Lord, mighty Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you may feel like you're in the battle, but uh, keep on pressing. The Bible said it's a pressing way. We've got to press into it. Amen. Hallelujah. And they who live godly in Christ Jesus is going to suffer persecution. Now, again, that's what the book says. Amen. Don't think that it's going to get just an easy bed of roses. Amen. Roses are pretty, but roses also has thorns. Amen. Amen. So, but praise God. He gives us, well, he's already given us, the Bible says he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So we already got everything we need to press on and to make it. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. We are going to worship God in our giving right now. And uh, several ways that you can give. We have the kiosk there on the welcome desk. So you've got uh, the, um, uh, the apps um, that's downloaded on the phone. Those of you watching online can go to ChristFamilyChurchInNashville.org. Ever how you want to give, amen, you can do so. Let's bow our heads and thank the Lord. Heavenly Fathers, we come today. We thank you and praise you, God. Number one, for the privilege to be able to assemble together with those of like precious faith to um, have fellowship and communion with the family of God. And then we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, God, we have to give. And God, we want to give, Lord, because we love you and we so appreciate what you have given for us. So now, Lord, I'm asking that you will bless this offering today, bless both the gift and the giver. I'm also asking your blessings on those who may not have it to give. Bless them so they can give yet another time. Take all this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we give you the praise and the glory. Let the church say, God bless you as you give today.
God is good, and all the time, give him one more hand clap, praise the Lord, hallelujah, 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 brother Pat, stand and give us a word testimony today, brother. Amen, amen, amen. We are going to hear from our first lady this morning. She's going to do a song for us, and you be in prayer for her as she sings. Make sure to come on right now. precious <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> sometimes he does act like the devil <laughs> especially if we're trying to talk he starts barking like crazy and he don't stop you say quit stop and he keeps going he won't tell him to lay down well he'll lay down for a second and then he's back up again but 
You know, the devil stays on you like that. And when you're trying to talk to the Lord, he's got something going on that's going to try to disturb you and and stop you. uh, Yeah, (laughs) I know how he is because my little dog shows me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to sing this with the Lord's help.
is the one that does the molding. When we allow him to, and we don't try to take over ourselves or get things in our mind that we can do or we want to do, but it's up to the Lord what we can do and what he wants us to do. And there's a whole lot of folks that don't want to do what he wants them to do or don't want to think the way he wants them to think. And ah, they want to do it on their own. They want to do it their way. That's the way my little dog is when I go to take him and put him to bed. He does not want me to take him in there and put him to bed. He wants to get down and walk by himself. I said, yeah, do it on your own. I know. Do it by myself. I know. So... I praise the Lord. I give him my thanks and my praise. I'm going to tell Tico you've been talking about him. (laughs) Touche, Brother Paul. I thought. (laughs) Okay, hallelujah. God's good. Not all the time. Let's give him one more hand clap of praise. Like to remind everybody that um, we'll be having our midweek Bible study uh, Wednesday night uh, from 7 to 8 o'clock. And um, you know, Bible study is important, Amen. And we just we just completed a uh, a series and um, turned out really good. And uh, so remember our midweek Bible study this coming um, um, Wednesday. Um, I'm going to turn the service over to um, to the Lord right now and Ronnie. Uh, and uh, we miss. Uh, uh, Michelle today, she's not feeling good at all, and she's probably watching online. Once you know, we we miss you and we love you, and uh, we're praying for you along with everybody else that's still battling the sickness and everything. But um, we've got to uh, break uh, for our children's church, and we're going to uh, do um, something we ain't done in uh, two or three weeks. We're going to do a meet and greet, and let's all stand we're going to greet one another, give you a chance to stretch your legs before we start this meeting. Well, it feels so good just being here again. It feels so good feeling what I feel again. There's just nothing I like better than Getting together feels so good Being here again It feels so good Just being here again It feels so good Feeling what I feel again There's just nothing I like Better than God's a people Getting together feels so good Being here again It feels so good Just being here again It feels so good Feeling 
Let's give the Lord another hand clap while you make your way back to your seats. <laughs> Amen. Ronnie, you can come on. Good. And all the time. Amen, amen. It's great to be back in the house of the Lord today. We missed last week um, due to that snow I was praying for. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I just thank the Lord winter ain't over yet. <laughs> I, like cold, I like cooler weather. I like it when it's colder. And I, can, I can do without the snow and ice. But I, I like I like it down in the thirties and forties. I like it. I, you can always put more clothes on, everybody. You can you can always put more clothes on, stay warm. Hot is hot. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, there's a limit you can take off. I need to say that. There's a limit you can, you should take off. Put it that way. Praise the Lord. We need to move on before we go too much into the ditch. <laughs> but it is great to be back in the house, Lord. Uh, thankful for those tuning in to the live stream and uh, 
thankful for the presence of the Lord today, and like pastors already mentioned, and uh, last week was a Sanctity of Life Sunday, and so uh, we have a, a message in line of that today, and everything has just transpired so far the way I know the Lord wants it to transpire, and let me say, before I get into the message, like pastor, just reiterate what pastor said, you know, the abortion issue is a very tough issue to speak upon. The abortion issue is very, very tough uh, to speak upon. But it needs to be spoke about because you can go to many churches across this country and it will not be spoken about because it hurts too many feelings and it affects too many lives within the church. And as we'll see as we get on into the message, you'll understand why that is so, that it affects even those within the church. So many pastors and preachers and teachers just simply won't speak upon it. And so, uh, but it does need to be spoke upon because this Bible right here from the front to the back and everything in between is all about life. We may not call it abortion every single Sunday, but it's about life every single Sunday. And it's about where you will spend your eternity. You are, you are going to spend eternity somewhere, folks. Now, now that you are born and you have a soul, whatever your uh, natural birthday was, whenever your spiritual birthday was, when you went to the uh, watery grave and was baptized in the name of Jesus, and even for those who have not been baptized in the name of Jesus, those souls will spend eternity somewhere. Everybody, every man, woman, boy, and girl is going to spend eternity somewhere. So this book is about life, and that's what we teach and preach about on every Sunday it is so very important. And we have got to step out and reach out more this year in 24 like never before. And we have got to get bolder about it. And we've got to speak about it more and more. And this topic is, is very important. I know it's near and dear to many hearts. And so I just want to say on the forefront, if anyone here within the sound of my voice or watching has ever been affected or personally involved in an abortion, or knows a family member that has been involved with an abortion. There is forgiveness for that. It's true that Jesus is all about life and we should stand for life and defend life. There's no doubt. But sometimes situations are beyond our control. Sometimes we have maybe have let something happen that shouldn't happen. But just like Pastor said, Jesus is merciful and graceful. He will forgive us for things that we may have been a part of. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful for that today, and it is not an intent to hurt anyone's feelings this afternoon with this message, but to bring to the forefront something that is very in the forefront of this nation and will be in the forefront of this nation this coming year, this election year. And so we need to, to speak on, on this issue. And so let's go to the book of Genesis 1 and 1 for our first text. And then we will go to the book of John, 
chapter 1, and we will read verses 1 through 4. So that's going to be our opening text. Genesis 1 and 1 to start, and then we will jump to John chapter 1, 1 through 4. Genesis 1 and 1 right here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And now to John 1, 1 through 4. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things, not some, not just a few, all things, A-double-L, all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You, Lord, for Your presence in this house today. Lord, I thank You for those who have gathered together, and we are joined together in Your presence again. It's a great feeling to be in Your house, praising You and worshiping You. And now, Lord... As this word goes forth, Father, as you have given to me, let it go forth, Lord, to every heart. Let us be moved, let us be motivated, motivated, and let us activate and employ the word that you want us to do in this day and time, this hour that we live in. Let us move past our feelings. Let us move past our values and beliefs and stand only on the word of God and what you say. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say... Amen. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. So for the next few moments, I want to talk to you on life is a God issue. Life is a God issue. Now, here in the States, we have election year going on. A lot of people think it's a political issue, but I disagree. It's not a political issue because, quite frankly, Republicans, Democrats, and even independents, they all fall somewhere in the middle, in between. I don't think there's either one that just stands strictly on the side of life. No questions asked. They all are all trying to uh, just see what their constituents will vote them into office. So you hear it's a political issue all the time, but it's not a political issue. It's a God issue. Life is a God issue. And this issue has been plaguing the world Ever since the time of Adam and Eve, the devil has been trampling and, and stomping on and trying to deceive so many. He's been trying to, to manipulate and use the, the human being that were created in the image of God to slap God in the face for his creation by, the, by our actions and the things that we do right down to taking of a human life. That's what the devil wants. It all comes from the devil. It all stands from him. We're, we're, uh, if, if, we, if we go against life in any way, shape, or form, we're, we're following what the devil wants us to do. We're not fathering what our Father in heaven wants us to do. And there's only two fathers. You can have the Father of Jesus in heaven as your father, or your father is the devil. It's, that's your only two options. It's good and bad. There is no straddling the fence. There's one or the other. You're either on the side of life or you're on the side of the devil who is against life and does everything he can to take life away, to manipulate, to confuse, to deceive. 
to take life away. He did it in the garden. And down through the centuries, he's done it to generation after generation after generation to just try to deceive as many as he can. Just to, nothing, to do nothing more than to be a slap in the face to the Creator. As we read in our opening text, God is the Creator. In John 1 and 1 here, the Word was with God and the Word was God. Jesus is that Word. Jesus was in the beginning. Hallelujah. And so... I want to read, update you with some things that are going on with the abortion issues today. So bear, bear with me as I share with you uh, this information. On January the 22nd of 1984, President Ronald Reagan issued a presidential proclamation designating the third Sunday of January as National Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. He did this just barely 10, 11 years after Roe v. Wade was implemented, and he felt it so strong in his heart uh, for standing on the side of life that he did this uh, to try to make a stand for life, and I'm so thankful that he did. So pastors, churches, and pro-life organizations across the U.S. use this day to bring awareness to the daily attacks that are waged against human life. This includes the abortion industry first and foremost is why it started. But as Pastor said earlier, it's also euthanasia, suicide, and even murder. There's such a lack of uh, concern for human life all across the board in this country. I've seen video. I think I might even shared one here one time. You can go on YouTube and watch a video from cameras that's on uh, streets out there where someone is just attacked, being attacked and beaten and brutalized and people just walk on by. They don't even give a second look. Don't even give a second look. Don't let it be. Don't let a Christian be caught on a video doing something like that. That is against God. It's against the Word of God. You see, someone is need is in need. We need to step in. We need to step in. We we need to help. Too 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 much is going on across this land. Like I said, it. Life is a God issue. There's too many people across this land that don't simply believe in God. It's a Life is a God issue. There's too many people who don't believe in God. They don't think he, he has a dominion over life. They think we all control our own life. But that's not the case. But human life is sacred to God. He alone is a creator of all things, including human life. Scripture, scripture even tells us that we are created in the image of God. The fact that fact alone should make all human beings have an awe and respect for our Creator in our lives, in the unborn lives. Just knowing that one thing, but many people don't. However, in the world today, man seems to feel that although we aren't the creator of life, we can choose selectively to put our own values in life, in turn, eliminating life in certain situations and circumstances. We think we have the right to do that across this land, across the world even. We think we have the right to take life away. But pro-life is not a political issue, but rather a God issue. Those who have no respect for human life have no respect for God. They don't care about God. Their father is the devil. It's just that simple. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You cannot straddle the fence on this issue. God is for life. God is a life issue. Life is a God issue. The devil is for death and murder and killing and not protecting the human life. 
Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We've got to respond this year like never before. We have got to respond to this issue in our land, to our family and our friends like never before. We've got to get bold about life in this, in this issue of life. We've got to get bold about it. There has now been over 65 million abortions since 1973 when Roe v. Wade took effect. And now 51 years later, even with the reversal of Roe v. Wade, and back in 2022, it's already been two years. Imagine that. It's already been two years since they overturned it. But the abortion industry is fighting harder than ever, even though it's been turned, turned over. Harder than ever they've been fighting because now that it goes back to the states and it's not just, it was never in the Constitution of the United States of America to start with and it goes falls back to the states. So it should be every state making their own laws on this. And they have been. But yet, now there's more court cases, more court battles being fought and, held, and coming against every state that's trying to stand for life. Every state is doing it. So, Gallup Research has conducted many surveys about abortion over the years, trying to get a view on Americans' feelings about abortion. The latest poll completed after the 2022 United States Supreme Court decision gives us insight how Americans feel today. Most Americans should be, most Americans believe abortion should be legal in some degree. Think about that a minute. Let that sink in. Most Americans believe that abortion should be legal to some degree, particularly in the first trimester. The majority disagree with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Put that first uh, slide up that we have. I hope you can see this fairly well. According to Gallup's May in 2023 update on Americans' abortions, 34% believe abortion should be legal under any circumstances. 51% say it should be legal only under certain circumstances. 13% say it should be legal, illegal in all circumstances. Now, just doing the math roughly, Kessie's the math whiz, not me, but I think that makes up to about 85% that believe abortion should be illegal in some way, shape, or form. 85%. Only 13% say it should be illegal in all circumstances. That's the majority of people, folks, across this land believes abortion should be legal in some kind of way. Let that sink in a moment. Now you know why I said earlier what I did about that this issue is affecting the church houses. There's no way that it cannot affect the church houses all across America. I don't care what the denomination, faith, name on the front, this is affecting the church houses. And it's got to be talked about, it's got to be spoke about, because it's going to affect, it's going to affect someone in here, I know. It probably, it, it most likely already has. With these kind of statistics, there's no way it cannot affect us. We are going to face this. So it's time, and I feel the cry of our Father in heaven say, it's time to stand for life. It's time to defend life. It's time to, to just quit standing by and feeling like it doesn't affect you. It's time to quit just overlooking the issues and, and thinking, oh, it'll go away. I won't have to worry about it. I don't want to be the one to stand up. I don't want to offend somebody. I don't want to hurt somebody. Oh, no, no, no. You said, like the song we sang earlier, 
I said that I would serve him till I die. I'm on a battlefield for my Lord. This is a battle that you still have your armor on to fight. Hallelujah. The lives of the unborn are dependent on the Christians today. Those true Christians who serve and worship Jesus Christ as their Father, been baptized in His name, have the Holy Spirit living inside of them. Hallelujah. The name that's above every name. Hallelujah. Above every organization. Above every government. He set up governments. He can set them up and He can shut them down whenever He pleases. Hallelujah. Your Father. Hallelujah. Your Father in heaven does that. And He's given you the ability and strength to take care of these situations. This is too loud. I feel like I'm blowing y'all out. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But that was the first picture I wanted to show you about the majority of people that are for abortion across this land. Is there a way to turn that around? I believe that the only way to turn that around is, is like we're talking about, life is a God issue. We have somehow got to convince our family, our friends, our co-workers, the people that we meet. We've got to convince them that life is a God issue. It's not a political issue. It's a, it's a God issue. He is the only one in charge of life, not us. We, we have got to share the love of Jesus to a way and extent that they believe in God. Open that door that they believe in God, that, that God created this heaven and this earth, the trees told the oceans where to stop, where the waves to stop and not go any farther, spoke everything into existence and said it was good. We've got to find a way to convince each and every one to turn this around. Otherwise, the devil is going to continue to have his heyday with everyone that worships at the throne of abortion. But let's see how the states compare since the Roe v. Wade reversal. Show the second picture there that you have up. This is a map of the United States, and it shows the states within these two years, some of them had laws that were already in place that when Roe v. Wade was overturned, they automatically took effect. Tennessee was one of them. And Tennessee now has amended theirs to the point where they will allow uh, medical physicians and doctors that perform an abortion to, that if they go to if they get charged and go to court, they have to prove that it was medically ne uh, necessary for that abortion to take place instead of the state having to prove their case against the medical the doctor. The doctor has to prove documentation that uh, that was medically necessary to take the life of that unborn in the state of Tennessee. But you see here, protecting life from conception is in the green. You see that strong protections are in litigation. They're in yellow. These states are in litigation right now. Protecting life at six weeks is in one shade of blue. If Michelle was here, she could tell you the exact shade of blue that that is. But to me, it's blue. And the other blue, that we'll call other blue, is protecting life after 12 weeks. And that's Nebraska, North Carolina, and Georgia are those. Then little to no protections for the unborn, because I don't know if y'all can all see that, but it's in the, the red there. Little to no protections for the unborn. Now that's quite a bit. All up east, all out west, in the middle of the west there. But some of these in the yellow are under litig in litigation now. That's where the states fall right now. 
And this, like I said earlier, there's so many court battles and cases going on right now. Even the states that are in the green that are protecting life, and that's considered a strict uh, law against abortion, there's litigations going on in these states that are coming against and fighting against these laws, trying to overturn this. This is what we're going to be facing now. This is what we're going to be facing. If you don't think it's ever more important to know who your leadership is at the local level and at the state level and at the federal level, you're mistaken. You need to know what they believe and why they believe it. And if they don't fall, if they don't do what they say they will do, if they say they're for life, you need to call them on it and make a phone call to them and tell them you supported them because they said they would support life and be pro-life, and they've not done that. There's bills they try to pass, and we need to be in this battle in the kingdom of God and call the leadership of this, of this country, of this state. Yes. Take the time to be a part of the movement to be pro-life. Take the time. Take the effort to make the phone call to support pro-life. Because if they don't hear from you, they're going to do what they want to do. There's one thing I've heard many people say, uh, especially up in Washington, is they keep tabs on who calls their offices. They may not want to talk to you directly, so, you know, because I've tried before. I want to talk to them. No, they, you know, they're just taking a message and number. So don't be rude and don't be ugly. But you call them and you let them know how you feel, that you're disappointed because you know a, a bill was passed or not passed. That you were against, and they didn't stand with what they said that they would stand for. We've got to do that. We've got to be willing to stand up. Praise the Lord. And so, one example that that picture's still up Idaho over there in the green. Idaho over there in the green. Recently, the United States Supreme Court agreed to hear President Joe Biden's challenge to Idaho's abortion ban. Their law bans all abortions and the person who performs the abortion could receive two to five years in prison if they do perform an abortion. Now the Biden Department of Justice is saying that this violates the Emergency Medical Treatment and Active Labor Act, which the purpose of this law is to ensure that everyone who goes to the emergency room gets health care needed regardless of whether they have health insurance or not. That's what this law is about. It has nothing to do about abortion. If the woman goes in, is pregnant, they're supposed to do everything they can to protect the unborn child. That's what this law has. But it just does not stop this uh, pro-choice agenda of the Biden administration and, and the Department of Justice to file this frivolous lawsuit nonetheless. And that's what they've done. And now it's going to be heard by the United States Supreme Court. So... It's not going to stop. This is only going to increase. And the, the call to action is now. Idaho may not be our state, but it's a state that we need to be in prayer for. And it won't hurt to make a phone call. That we need to make a phone call and say, we, st we stand for life. They need to hear that people stand for life. There's 85% that's not standing for life. Think about it now. 85% thinks there should be abortion legal some kind of way. 85% of people don't believe in God enough to think that he has dominion over life. It's his life that he created. Now, they may not want to hear it said that way, but that's the way it is. They don't believe that God created life. They think they have the right to take life away. So I want to give you two uh, 
two places that you can go and get more information because I can't give you everything that there is out there. Number one, you, got, you have the American Center for Law and Justice, the ACLJ.org. They are an organization that helps in the pro-life movement. You can go to ACLJ.org and you can see what they're working on. And it's everything from uh, abortion to Christian rights. I mean, it's untold what they fight. They're over in Israel. They have a law office over there. They do this for free, y'all. If you want to put your money into a great uh, legal organization, when someone calls them, just like last year, there was a March for Life in Washington, D.C., and I don't know if y'all heard about it or not, but the National Archives and the National Museum of Space and Aviation, I think it was, the, there was folks that came in there with pro-life hats on, pro-life uh, shirts and attire. They were told to remove their attire or leave because they didn't allow that in that government, the government museum that's free and everybody can go to. But in the ACLJ went to battle for these folks. They have recently won, uh, won one case, and these people didn't have to pay a dime. And they don't charge nobody. So any funds that you're able to help them goes for helping the litigation of these things like this. The other one is still in court challenge. It's not yet come out, but they have won a case where they are allowed to wear a pro-life hoodie if they want to wear that. And what's wrong with that? Would they kick someone out who, who uh, has the opposing view? I don't think so. I don't think so. So the ACLJ.org is one, and also the, uh, the Americans United for Life, AUL.org. They have litigation reports, and they, have, uh, they keep up with it quarterly, and you can go on there and see all the litigation that's going into effect right now uh, that are court cases going on, about abortion and also end-of-life care. I think it was New Jersey and maybe New Hampshire. I can't remember. I know New Jersey was one of them. But some states you have to be a resident of in order to get pills that is the end of, it's called an end-of-life pill that you can take. That if you get some kind of dire diagnosis from the doctor, you know, you have cancer or something and you just want to go ahead and end your life, you can go ahead and just get these pills and end your life. And so that's, that's some of the litigation that's going on now, too. Y'all remember Jack Kevorkian uh, and what he did with the assisted suicide? Well, we're way past all that now. You can, just get, you, can, you can just try to get some pills in the mail nowadays. And speaking of the pills, it was in the bulletin, I think, on the pill. There's something about a pill, I think, in the bulletin about the abortion. A lot, there is an abortion pill that's out there. The bulletin was really good, too. Be sure and get that and read that. But um, the numbers that I gave you, the 65 million, that is only for surgical abortions. That is not including the, the abortions that are done by pill. Let, let me, I've got something I want to share with you real quick. Well, if you go to usabortionclock.org, you know, everybody always wants to say that um, rape and incest should be an exception, right? A lot of people say that. Rape and incest should be an exception to that. You should allow abortion for that. Well, so far this year, due to rape and incest, 658 abortions have taken place due to rape and incest. Well, a total of 67,910 that's already happened this year. We're not even in February yet. So you see that's a 
smaller number for rape and incest. It's not justifying it by any means, but I'm just showing you that the argument that, they, that most folks try to use for abortion don't hold water, in my opinion. You've got to make a stand, folks. You can't say this, it, and we choose life except this. I know there's bad circumstances. Some people are raped. Some ladies are raped. It's a bad thing. It's not good. I know there is has been incest that's taken place and went on, but you still cannot put your place, yourself in a place of God and say, I'm going to take this life. You, there is the option of giving the child up for adoption. There's a lot of families across this land that would love to have a child for adoption. And Planned Parenthood that was started, that Planned Parenthood was started for the reason of taking out black children. That was the reason why that that was started. I'm, Margaret Sanger, that's who I was trying to look for her name. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, she wanted to eliminate so-called undesirables. That's why most Planned Parenthoods are in inner cities. That's, that's the facts, folks. And so, but a lot of people is still for abortion, even knowing all of that. But nothing is, why is nothing, that is not ever talked about in the abortions, how the founder of Planned Parenthood wanted to take out all the black babies that they could. I don't get that. But anyway, I've got to move on. So, we do not have dominion over human life. And I want to give us some uh, verses of scripture here, get, get through this quickly. We do not have dominion over human life. God is very clear on this in Scripture. The dominion is not ours over human life. Let's look at Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let him have dominion over fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created him. And put verse 26 back up there, if you don't mind. He gave them dominion over fish of the sea, birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Does that say anywhere human beings, mankind, his, God's creation? You don't, we don't have dominion over that. That right there describes the dominion that, that God gave us when he created man. That's the only dominion we have that God gave us. When God told Moses to take some out of camp and stone them, it was God giving the command to take someone out and, and take their life. It was God giving that command. It was, it was not for us to do on our own. We don't have that dominion. We don't have that authority or power. No one would have ever been stoned or killed had it not been for God saying to do so because it was, he, he created the life. Only He can say that that life can be taken. Only he can do that. Pastor talked about a man by the name of Achan, I believe it was, here when Joshua and them went and fought a battle. And Achan took some of the sacred, accursed things that he was not supposed to take, and he went and hit them in his house. And so when they lost, they lost some, some men in battle, and, and Joshua asked the Lord about it. The Lord told him that it was because Someone had come taken from the cursed things they were not supposed to take. And he also told them that they were to be the stone. Not only him, but his family was too. I think we mentioned that this morning in Sunday school. Brother Bobby mentioned how 
It wasn't just you that's affected by your decision. It's your family that's affected too. And so this happened. But God has a dominion. And it's not ours. We cannot take control like that. So Exodus 20 and 13. You shall not murder. That's one of the Ten Commandments. You shall not murder. Proverbs 6, 16 and 17. Pastor's already read it this morning. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to Him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. We do not have the dominion to take life. Whether we get mad, whether it's an unborn child, whether we get mad at somebody in the store, whether, whether it's any situation of any circumstance, where it's an end-of-life situation, we don't have that authority. I don't care how dire the situation is. I don't care how uh, it pulls at our heartstrings. I don't care if, if we just simply don't want to stand up and say what needs to be said. We don't have that authority. We don't have that dominion, folks. God did not give that to us. We are not to do these things. We are to stand for life. We are to get on our knees in prayer and ask God to change the situation, help us through the situation. That's what we are to do. We are to go to the Lord in prayer. That's what we are to do and stand for life. But we are charged with defending life. We are very much charged for defending life. Let's look at Proverbs 24, 11, and 12 in the Passion Translation. Go and rescue the perishing. Be their Savior. Why would you stand back and watch them stagger to their death? Now hold it right there before you go on to the next one. Go and rescue the perishing. Be their Savior. Why would you stand back and watch them stagger to their death? I feel like this includes the unborn and those who don't have salvation as well. We should not stand back and watch someone go off and harm themselves. We should be ready to intervene, whether it's the life of an unborn child, whether it's somebody trying to harm themselves with suicide, whether it's an, an elderly that's just ready to end their life. No matter what the situation is, we should be their Savior through Jesus Christ. Why would you stand back and watch them stagger to their death? Let's look at verse 12. This will uh, really, really get you. Why would you say, but it's none of my business? Please don't do that, church. Those watching by the live stream, please don't say it's none of your business. It is your business. Life is your business because eternity is on the line. The one who knows you completely and judges your every motive is also the keeper of souls. And not just yours, he sees through your excuses and holds you responsible for failing to help those whose lives are threatened. That passion translation right there is tight but right and puts it right in place. We have got to do everything possible in our power to help the unborn life. 85% of people don't believe in God enough at all because I don't, I don't believe it, it. You can straddle the fence. Don't believe in God to save the life of an unborn child. 85%. We've got to do something to get, to get this turned and changed around. We've got to get out there. It's up to us. We're the ones that profess to believe in God. We're the ones that come and worship and raise our hands and sing the song that we're on the battlefield for our Lord. Jesus is asking us today, are you really? 
Are you really on the battlefield for me? Will you stand for the unborn? Will you stand for those who are at the end of life and are just ready to take a pill and end it or get into some kind of chamber that, that they can just go off to sleep? It's a, hard, it's a hard thing, but we have got to stand for life. Life is a God issue, church. Let's stand this afternoon. I thank you for your attention today. As they come and get a song ready to play, we are here to pray with anyone who needs prayer today. And I, I want to say again before we end, this, this is a hard message to have to give, but it needs to be given. It needs to be spoke about. It needs to be talked about because God is life. Life is in Him. And we will spend eternity someday and we will hold account for our every action, church. We will hold account. But as they play, if you need prayer today, will you come? Jesus is here right now. Reach out and touch it. Jesus is here right now. Help you receive. Jesus is standing.
Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. <laughs> Let's give God a hand clap for that testimony. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The God that we serve is real, folks. He's sitting on the throne. All we've got to do is look to him in our faith. That's all we've got to do is have that faith. The Bible said if you've got faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, be thou removed. Hallelujah. I appreciate that message today. Some folks say, well, maybe you shouldn't take time out to do stuff like that or all that stuff, but it's important. You get all kind of false information out in the world from the news media, social media, and all that. You need to be able to know before you go to the house of God that you can hear what the truth is on the social things that's going on. And we try to do that. I'm thankful. For, it is a difficult subject to deal with. I appreciate Ronnie having um, the boldness and courage in the Lord to uh, speak that. Uh, You've heard me tell this story before. Um, uh, several years ago, uh, we live in Cheatham County and was heavily heavily involved in the Cheatham County Right to Life organization. And I was uh, I was voted in by the people as uh, the uh, uh, the president of Cheatham County Right to Life. And uh, I uh, I went around to the churches in Cheatham County trying to uh, uh, let them open up a time that we could come in, set up a little table and give out information before church and after church about, about the issue of life. And uh, I never will forget that big uh, First Baptist Church there in Ashland City. I got in to see the, the guy who was a pastor. I don't think he's pastoring there now, but a guy's pastoring at the time. I uh, sat there, you know, and crossed from his desk and was talking to him. And uh, he leaned back in his chair and took his glasses off. And, well, uh, you need to understand I've got people on both sides of the aisle in my church over this, and I just can't, don't feel like I need to rock the boat. I don't... Uh, I don't believe in rocking the boat, neither. I believe in turning it plumb over if you have to. Amen. Hallelujah. God's good. And all the time, hallelujah. Remember, we're going to be having a, a short meeting uh, with the uh, outreach. Um, um, that If you want to be involved in that this year, you can step in uh, the fellowship hall. We're going to be having that meeting and then uh, about that, and uh, anybody's welcome for that. Let's bow our heads. Thank God for this service. Father, we come today. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you, God, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, God, 
for the service, everybody that was here, those watched online. Thank you, Lord, for those that was touched today as we prayed around the altars. Take everybody home. Keep them safe to the next appointed time. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. We love you.